All right, welcome to the Save the Lakers hosting show presented by Dash Radio. Man, the season has been a hell of a roller coaster ride, and tonight felt like a big Six Flags level drop. I don't know if anyone else has ever been on Goliath, um, but there's like a huge drop on Goliath, and that's what tonight kind of felt like. And honestly, before this game, I, I kind of had a bad feeling about tonight. There was a lot of just chaos surrounding the team, right? Just with all the people coming in and out. Malik Monk being uh, okay to go on the plane, but he wasn't okay to play. Russell Westbrook coming in and out of protocols. Signing Isaiah Thomas, right? And I felt, just for me, I'm a big process guy, but tonight I felt like it was just a just get a win and get out of here. Like that's kind of was my thought process going into this one. I wasn't really going to care about process. And again, it's not about Isaiah Thomas or Chandri Brown or Jay Huff, but just to me, those kind of players coming up just signaled that we were in survival mode, right? That Chandri Brown and them were, and Jay Huff just were never with the team before. And Isaiah Thomas to me just doesn't fit what this team needed. And I'll get into him a little bit better, a little bit more later. Cause he's actually played well, tonight but again on a team with so many guards and getting another guard back hopefully uh, sometime in January his fit just didn't make sense to me so like this game felt very survival mode very panicky right that's what the moves and the signings kind of told to me and you could tell it you could tell that with the team as well I'm not going to go too long tonight because I don't think anyone needs to hear me ramble uh, about this game Uh, this wasn't a (laughs) it's not a very happy game to talk about especially just right after the game, all the emotions still there. Let me start with the start of the game, obviously. Carl Anthony Towns and the whole Minnesota Timberwolves, to me, came in with a, we can get a win on this team. And I was at that, I was at the game where they played us at home. I was at the Minnesota Laker game uh, when they played us and beat us by 30. There was a physical dominance to them that they had that I saw again tonight. And even without Anthony Edwards, there was a physical dominance that I saw them just keep up. And LeBron didn't play in that first game, but it felt a lot like this. Jared Vanderbilt had the same type of impact, a lot of offensive rebounding, a lot of plays where we just weren't there. And that was the most frustrating thing for me. We just didn't give the requisite effort to win this one. Carl Anthony Towns obviously cared about this. He cares about the AD matchup in a way that, you know, some bigs do, some bigs don't. I don't think Jokic cares about it in the same way. Embiid, I don't think, even Embiid doesn't take it the same way to me that Towns does uh, when they play. Towns obviously has some kind of personal feeling, and AD just was not there for it, and I can't blame him for that. I mean, Anthony Davis is a superstar. He, like In his mind, he's like, what do I have to prove against Carl Anthony Towns in some matchup at the end of February? But it would have been nice to see him kind of pick that up. And obviously, AD is the story tonight, right? He's the backdrop of anything I say because all the jokes, and I'm tired of the soft jokes about AD. I don't know how you watch a guy have someone run into his knee and the first thing you think of is, you know, he's made of glass or he's soft or he's not tough. Like, I don't know how that's the first thing in your mind. But anyway, that's obviously everything that this revolves around now. Hopefully, AD is fine. Hopefully, AD is good to go sooner than later I don't think he's going to play Sunday that's probably out of the picture now but hopefully he's ready to go soon and I I wanted to start I guess I'm going to kind of ramble around but the first place I really wanted to start was it felt like this team has been theoretical for a very long time 
right? After the bubble, obviously, after the title, I mean, it's felt like we've had a theoretical team for so long. I mean, especially when AD went down in February, the 21-6 and record just gets stamped in my head. And that team had its issues, right? And I was fine with all the roster moves in, in a hole from that season. But AD went down in February, and then from then on, it just felt like a, okay, well, when LeBron gets back, now what would this team look like? Okay, now we have Andre Drummond. Oh, what will it look like when AD gets back? And all of a sudden, it's game four of the playoffs, right? And all of a sudden, and then AD goes down. And then you have this year as well, right? Which has felt like a, oh, wait till Trevor Reza gets back. Oh, wait till Kendrick Nunn gets back. Or wait till THT gets back. And we've been in this, like, constant circle of, like, okay, wait till this player gets back before we can judge a team, which is not really how basketball works, right? A team is a construction. It's its own ecosystem. Every single year, um, a team has a new kind of way that they – perform on the court and this is what this team has been they are what 15 and 13 now two games over 500 I saw a lot of uh, comments tonight about people hate this team right and and that's kind of been the feeling for this team that the, the effort is just so uh, lackluster for for way too long and I just hated the start of this one Carl Anthony Towns punked a lot of our team and we can get mad at him screaming and all that but he obviously felt like this was a game his team could win the Wolves haven't been great. I think they've lost like five in a row recently. They've lost, they've won two in a row, but they lost like five in a row recently. But obviously tonight's a game they felt like they can out-physical us, out-rebound us, dominate us inside. And we were like four for 20 at halftime and stuff like that as well. You know, from four for 20 from three from at halftime, which doesn't help at all. But it just felt like we got, we got really outplayed. And let me start with LeBron, I guess, because LeBron was disengaged on both ends. And that's, that's extremely clear. And it reminded me of the Memphis game. Honestly, there were a lot of turnovers. There was one turnover, I think, where he hit a guy in the face. Um, he hit a guy right in the head and went and went the other way. A lot of just lack of engagement turnovers. And I can't really get mad at LeBron because he's played so well recently. And I keep beating this drum that it's unfair that he has to be this level, this certain level of defense, this baseline of defense for this team. But it just is what it is. That's the roster construction uh, that we have this year, is that LeBron and AD both have to be this super engaged 4-5 combo, especially when they're starting. And that, the next thing I'm going to get to is the starters. But just from an identity basis here, this team needs LeBron and AD to be themselves. And I, like as a person watching, can't get mad at LeBron in year 19 for taking plays off, right? Like, how can I get upset at him for taking defensive plays off? He knows what he needs to do for his body and all that, but it just, it looks bad on film, it also looks bad when you have all these guards that also don't do the same thing, then you're playing Isaiah Thomas, and again, you, you can't, I really can't get mad at Vogel either, what he's going to do with the, the roster he, the roster he had um, tonight, but man, AD has, and again, I hope he's okay, you know, the injury sucks, he had two injuries in the same game, which is just, I don't know what you call that, I don't think bad luck, I don't think bad luck, you know, gives it the proper name for having two separate type of injuries. Um, and the body's obviously one whole thing, so they can kind of be connected. But, I mean, it just sucks to have two separate kind of injuries, to come back from one injury and then get injured again. But he's been in a funk for a while. I mean, I don't know what it is. Uh, the numbers are still there because he can walk into 20 and 12, right? That's just that's just how good Anthony Davis is. is like he can walk into 20 and 12 while being disengaged for quarters at a time. And that's really what's been happening and again, we started him at the five tonight, and at the five, it's just a lot of possessions where he's, it looks like, in injury prevention, right? And look, 
Carl Anthony Towns is a superstar player, but if AD is engaged, if he's locked in, and we saw some of that in the third quarter, which I'll get into later, but we saw him engage, and that when you can, when AD is engaged, like Carl Anthony Towns is not going to be able to just post up from the free throw line extended, dribble down with five dribbles, and get into an easy jump hook like that. That does not happen if Anthony Davis is engaged, and he wasn't. Like he just plain wasn't, and he starts these games these way. He starts these games walking into them trying to trying to work his way into rhythm, right? And I disagree with the approach. I understand the approach. I disagree with it. I just think this team kind of needs him engaged from from tip. Like, I just think that's how the roster is constructed. Uh, but that's what he does. He gets into these games, and he tries to work himself into it, right, and tries to get engaged later on in the game. And you'll see him have huge third quarters, right? So he'll have, like, five points at halftime, and he'll still finish with his 22 and 12 because he'll have, like, a third quarter where he dominates. But, again, tonight I thought we needed it. We were so shorthanded. Like, I can't judge the team. I can judge the Stars' effort levels, though. I, like, that's I think that's fair. I can judge AD as being worked by Carl Anthony Towns. Like, I would like him to take this matchup a little bit more personally. Uh, he just wasn't. But, yeah, AD's been in a funk, and I don't know what it is. Hopefully, you know, he can come back. And I don't think it's just a jumper either, and I don't think it's just lineups. I remember early in the year, everyone just said, you know, take DeAndre Jordan out of the starting lineup and, and you'll get the real bubble AD again. And I always thought that was kind of misguided. And look, DeAndre Jordan was not an answer to any solution. I just don't think he was a, he was a problem where you pull the, you pull the, you pull the plug on DeAndre Jordan, all of a sudden everything else kind of lights up. Like, I just never thought that was the case. I thought this team had bigger issues than just DeAndre Jordan. Uh, taking him out of the lineup and you see that right that I've I've been kind of preaching this because everyone's been so high on the 80 at the five lineups and I still think that's the best for this team I just think there are there are places where it pulls from and you could see it when he starts there he's not as mobile he's not as live defensively and he's been very clear about wanting to play the four and I don't want to make this podcast all again about 80 playing the five or four that's not what I wanted to do tonight but you could you could totally tell he likes playing the four in terms of being able to roam, right? And he can't roam as much if he's the backline center. And you could tell he gets frustrated a lot because like he'll like you have help the helper principles, right? So when AD comes over, so when a guard usually they'll run a lot of screen roll at the Lakers because they have small guards who get eaten up by screens. You put AD into any action, that means there's really no rim protection besides you know LeBron. And again, on a game like tonight, LeBron is not trying to go up and block 100 shots or be in verticality a million times. Like, he just wasn't trying to do that tonight. And again, all those caveats, he's in year 19. It's not really fair to expect that. But just from AD's side of view, he picks up the guard. He has, his job is now to protect the paint. His job is to make sure the guard doesn't get a layup and make sure the big doesn't get dunked. But the guard who comes over that screen has to then help the helper, right? He has to go back and tag or take away the, take away the role. And Carl Anthony Towns tonight, he got a lot of roles on that. And that's not AD's fault, but it's... It's just the way that the team is uh, the team is kind of constructed. So this was a rough night, man. This was a this was a tough one. Okay, I'm glad I got kind of the negatives out of here. I want to go into that starting lineup. I want to kind of I kind of want to go into that. So this the starting lineup. Well, to preface this, on media day we were sold that we we were gonna get Russ, LeBron, AD with Ellington and Trevor Ariza. Four of those guys have been healthy for the last few weeks, but we haven't really started to get that until recently. Um, just with the way things have worked, we've gone big. You know, we've started Avery Bradley instead of Wayne Ellington, and I've been, I've been really 
parading for Ellington to start because I just think the spacing is needed. And I thought we saw some of it tonight. And again, the game started and we were running, right? We, we got out and ran. We created, I think, two turnovers. Russ was on the roll. Bazemore missed a layup, I think, at the rim. But I, that was like the identity. And you saw a little bit of it. And then Bazemore picked up two fouls. And then it just went right out, right? We, we subbed in Chandi Brown. And it's not Chandi Brown's fault. Uh, it's just it just felt like they didn't know what to do on that end. And I feel like Bazemore can be some kind of a facsimile of Trevor Ariza, right? Like he's not obviously as good a defender, but he's a lot younger. He has a lot more legs. He had his three ball working tonight as well. Uh, I just think that that's something that we can kind of uh, move into. And I'm going to share this like little play here. Uh, bear with me here. Okay, I'm going to see if you guys can see it, but. This is kind of what I kind of want to see. And this is kind of how the Lakers have to play to me. And again, people listening uh, on the podcast feed uh, later on, I'll try, I'll just describe it. It's not too complicated. Um, all it is, we started this game. We started AD at the five and we had all guys uh, around, right? We had Russ, AD, Bazemore, Ellington uh, with LeBron. And you had Russ coming up and it was just in transition. AD sets a little screen and it's an empty side screen. So they have to come up and he finds Wayne Ellington open in the corner. And I'm just thinking, like, that's kind of how we have to play. And I thought we did. Uh, and, and, again, I don't know if you can kind of see it, if you guys can see it in the space or not. Uh, but, again, it's just an empty side screen and roll. So Russ comes up the left side of the left side of the floor, and that's where he likes to come up from. Left to right crossover, gets in the paint, two feet in the paint, and finds Ellington in the corner. And you can just see the spacing on that as well. And I just think that's something that was a positive I thought and we saw that in the third quarter as well they wanted they went on an 11-0 run I think to come back in the game and I think that was a lot towards the spacing I thought Bazemore hitting threes was a big part of it as well and that was kind of my positive from tonight is that that was the you know we got a little glimpse of it I don't remember what the run was I think it was like 13-0 and also AD was engaged right AD started defending he started to he started to uh, really get engaged on Carl Anthony Towns. He started winning the physical battles, right? Towns couldn't just back him down. Five, again, like I said earlier, if AD is engaged, there's no way Towns is just doing five dribbles from the free throw line down and getting a jump hook, right? And he was engaged in that third quarter. He's winning the physical battles. He was boxing out. He was starting to uh, – he started to win that matchup a little bit, and, uh, and I just thought that was something that was a positive for me uh, in this game. And hopefully when Ariza gets back, like I said, he can play that Bazemore role, Ellington, or it can even be Kendrick Nunn. I thought seeing Isaiah Thomas play this well, and I don't think Isaiah Thomas is going to be a big part of this team. Nothing against him. Like, I hope he gets a spot in the league. But it just made me think of Kendrick Nunn, like how Kendrick Nunn can come in. We miss a guy that has a mid-range game, right? And I think we, I think that's why Isaiah Thomas pops off the screen so much. It's why he looks so different than any of our other scorers. Carmelo has a mid-range game, but it's more like back-to-the-basket fadeaway, right? Carmelo's not really a come-off-a-screen roll and pull up in the mid-range. And I thought Isaiah Thomas kind of brought that that kind of spark. He also has a floater. Russell Westbrook is our starting guard, but he doesn't have a floater game. LeBron James isn't a floater type of guy, right? LeBron's more of a get-to-the-rim, step-back three, or the fadeaway jumper. He doesn't take floaters either. AD this year, AD honestly is a great he has great floater shots. He just hasn't taken them this year. Uh, he hasn't been getting to that as he used to. He hasn't been as mobile in the paint either. And I thought that's why Isaiah Thomas just popped off the screen to me. That's why his scoring just felt like it felt like a breath of fresh air. Honestly, this game was awful, uh, by the way. But 
his scoring kind of just felt like a breath, a breath of fresh air to me, uh, just watching, watching a guy who can get to the mid range and he's still super quick. And again, I hope he, uh, I hope he kind of, he kind of gets into it. I'll just go through a few other things that I had in my notes here. Richard Jefferson was on the broadcast and he talked about how we have a team full of guys that don't do the little things. And I thought that was so on point. And I just want to bring that up. And I think that's another reason why, and it sucks that Austin Reeves had to come out after probably the game of his life. Like, I think that's extremely unfortunate, but I think that's another reason why Austin Reeves just pops off so much, right? It's because he does do the little things and he's a good player outside of that pigeonhole, pigeonholing him into just a guy who does the little things also isn't fair, but he does do those things. He goes in and he boxes out and it's all just, instinctual instinctual you don't have to tell austin reeves hey go find a body you know what i mean like you don't have to tell him that he just goes and finds a body uh by himself and there's one more play i kind of want to share in here if i could okay uh if you can see this disengaged play so Again, people listening on the podcast and uh, on Dash Radio, I'll try to I'll, I'll explain I'll explain what happens. So Russ misses a layup on one end. I was supposed to slow this down, but I don't think I was able to. But uh, so if you can kind of rewind, D'Lo does a pump fake, and Anthony Davis leads his feet. AD doesn't really do that, and that was kind of my start of like, okay, this guy isn't really just that engaged in this game. Leaves his feet for no reason, right, on D'Angelo Russell. Like, it's a transition three. AD's right there. There's no reason to leave your feet on that. Leave, leave your feet on that. Takes him out of the play. And then Russ, LeBron, and then I believe that's Ellington or on, on the other side, just staring at the ball while Vanderbilt goes and gets it. And the Lakers were annoyed at Vanderbilt tonight, and I thought he was flopping a lot. I thought uh, LeBron was annoyed at, as well. But he played he played harder than our whole team combined for a lot of this night. And he, again, I don't like to use the word punk, but he really killed us on the boards. I don't know how many rebounds he had. But that was really frustrating. And, again, you saw Bazemore try to box him out, and he finally kind of – and Vanderbilt fell down, right? And Bazemore kind of looked at him. And that was kind of our first, like, box out, right? And LeBron's not really – a box out guy either like right now especially in this type of game he had a lot of like tap rebounds right where he just taps it away and when that worked that's great but a lot of times like Minnesota is a team that sends everyone to the boards uh, Richard Jessman was talking about that as well I remember seeing that when I went to see them in person as well they're they're just a physical team and when they're feeling themselves like that's when they really get into it right they like to get into you you saw Patrick Beverly start to just start to really get into it and they're a team that when they start to get physical, they can be tough. And you saw Delos jumpers go in as well. But that was really just disheartening to me after, you know, we won, you know, three games in a row coming into this. It would have been nice to take this one. I understand there are a lot of issues from tonight. There was a lot of COVID situations. There's a lot of uh, people in protocols. And I feel like the team kind of felt that way as well. This didn't feel like a normal basketball game at all. But it felt like we just got out hustled tonight. And our stars we're not engaged. And I felt like that's why we lost. And again, we saw shot four for 20 from three and that's part of it as well, but the wolves couldn't hit a three either. This game was right there. And it was just frustrating to, uh, to see that. And, and hopefully 80 is okay. And like I said, that's the caveat for all this stuff. That's the backdrop for everything. There's a lot of jokes about Anthony Davis, but this team is going absolutely nowhere if he's not available. Like that's just the honors, 
the honest truth. So hopefully he's, he's okay. Uh, and again, like another positive, I think Ariza being questionable tonight got lost in the news. Like it got lost in the chaos. Trevor Ariza was healthy to play tonight. He wasn't going to play, but he was in uniform. And I think that's great. I think if we can just, again, this team has been th- theoretical for so long. It's been frustrating going back to last year, like I talked about this year again, just trying to fit around pieces. All of our non-minimum guys have been out. THT again being out. Austin Reeves after he plays well is out. Like it's been a, just a roller coaster that's been rough. But hopefully, you know, it can, it can go move up here. Hopefully, AD's uh, okay, um, and and we can start to get some get some wins here. Uh, let me check my notes if I had uh, anything else from from tonight. I think that was that was pretty much it, man. And I hope we just continue these these as the starters. Ellington didn't shoot well tonight. I think he was like 0 for 6. But he's getting good looks, and I think that's all you can ask. And again, this this starting lineup we were we were told on media day we're finally getting it. We finally got four of the four of the players starting. And hopefully that keeps up. Uh, let me see. That's I think that's pretty much what I had uh for today. I'll try to open it up for some people to come up here. If you want to come up and, and talk, uh you can you can request, but it's just a tough one. Uh, the Lakers were building good, good momentum, though, man. Like I, I think, I think they were building good momentum. I don't think this has to kill it. Obviously, the AD news would be so rough to kind of get. Hopefully, it's just, hopefully, it's a minor thing because we've had people in and out. We'll see how COVID kind of rolls through the NBA as we go forward here. But this was a rough one. I feel like we got out hustled, out heart, out, out destroyed by a Minnesota team, man. Minnesota, a Minnesota team flexing at 13 and 15 on us because they felt like this was a game they could get, you know, like that was like really frustrating just to watch. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was a, this was a rough one. Uh, all right, let me, uh, I'll get some people up here. Uh, I appreciate everyone coming out uh, on a Friday night uh, to, to spend their Friday, uh, Friday night with me. Uh, let me get a, a few people up here. Yo, well, what's going on? Hey, Raj, what's up, bro? How you doing? Man, you know I'm good, man. Just feeling your pain, bro. Vibing with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I, I hope I don't sound like I'm I'm in too much pain, and I hope that I hope that's not how it came across. <laughs> nah, man. You know I, I I always talk about appropriate pain and appropriate fear in life, so uh, yeah, we sure. we can just file it as a, appropriate pain, man. But I'm pretty sure you'll bounce back later on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. sure. But yeah, uh, the one thing like you talked about that. I was I was glad to hear and it's something that mm-hmm. it's always I guess you can call it a concern that I have about the Lakers is they're a team of caveats, mainly the stars, where you got mm-hmm. LeBron, you know, you you get the whole package. You know, um superstar, one of the best to ever played the game. But when he not engaged, when he wanna turn it off, he will turn it off. <laughs> And it'll affect everybody around him, unfortunately. And then with AD, you know, we know he he want to play the four. He, you know, want to do guard things. But by the number in some case, some cases, and um, just by the Lakers being their best, they want to put him at the five. But, you know, the body can only take so much for him. So when you combine those two caveats on top of everything else they've been dealing with this year, on top of what you said about always, it always being like a man, 
wait until X, Y, and Z happen. Then we're going to hit that peak. And then on top of us already getting to that peak, winning the championship, knowing what the formula is, and then going away from the formula, it's going to be super frustrating um, dealing with like a whole new team, a whole new atmosphere, watching players, you know, with brand new habits that we just not used to. And we know these habits don't equal championship Mm -hmm. basketball. And, you know, it's, I hope for the best with AD getting hurt because, like you said, without him, I mean, you pretty much need to just pack it up, give LeBron the rest of the year off, <laughs> give Russ the rest of the year off to, uh, you know, recalibrate, get healthier, and um, try to go after it next year. I think um, Russ, uh, he'll be a free agent after next year, right? <clears throat> Oh man, we we cannot have those discussions okay. right now. Like we cannot. <laughs> There's no look, way. Hey, look, man. Yeah, we don't want to get that bleak. So you know, and it's it's your it's your host hosted show. So yeah, I won't I won't bring that negative energy in here, man. But um, no, it's not it's it's not negative energy. It's just I feel like it's uh like that's a that's a bridge I'll cross when you know I'm in front of mm-hmm. it. Like I feel like that's such a that's a bridge that's so far away like even the trading like uh you know like trading rust talk or you know that that's so far away like that's if a lot of things have to go wrong i feel like for that to to have opened up and i just i don't want to entertain those at least yet you know like you never know in the nba things move players move mm-hmm. you know players move around but uh just like that that feels so far away from where we are yeah absolutely that's fair man and i mean ultimately you can just file this game away as a trap game bro like the way everything played out before the game, all the shuffling. And you know I love to talk about like human nature and like what the coaching staff and the organization has through. Malik Monk got cleared, was on a flight, then they say, Oh yeah, he's not playing. You gotta consider stuff like that when it comes to thinking about a coaching staff making the game plan. Um and then having to kind of scrap stuff at the last minute. And then having to integrate sure. players out of the G League that ain't played basketball like this level of basketball in like a while. So it was just like a perfect storm for it to end up like it did, just that the AD injury on top of that just make it like super hard to digest. They still been playing decent basketball lately, still in a way better position than they was a few weeks ago, you know, as far as getting to the sixth place out west and people getting healthier and anticipating them getting back. LeBron, even with this thinker tonight, playing better. Um and then AD kind of working his way back from injury. Because I think that's a big piece with why he kind of looked the way he looked the last game. He ain't played basketball in a while. And it's kind of hard, bro, to go from, like, zero to 60. So he got to, like, work his way up. Got to warm the car up, man, like when it's winter time. <laughs> well, so, well you, you said you said this was a trap game. But I feel like if you're two games over 500, you can't have trap games. right? Like, there's like there can't be – and I get it. We were shorthanded, and I'm not blaming – I'm not, like, upset about the loss. It's more like we didn't really give ourselves a chance. Like, LeBron had seven points at halftime. I think AD had AD had seven as well. Russ had eight points. They had 22 points combined. Carl Anthony Towns had 23 points at halftime himself. You know, like, we just – we weren't into this game, and I feel like we're not in a position to be picking – like, they could have won this game even with being shorthanded as they were, in my opinion. Like, there was there were spots and places to, to take this game, and we just – it wasn't there. It just wasn't in it. And then obviously, AD's injury ended the game to me. We were on like an 11-0 run, but that's the stuff I'm seeing. And you're right, AD needs time to kind of, you know, rev his engine back up. But like to me, AD's been 
like this all year. Like, this is kind of what we've been getting, right? We've been getting, like, you know, up games, down games. And he's had a huge load to, like, carry. I'm not I'm not saying he hasn't. It's just, you know, it's, it just feels like the engagement drops off too big. Like, there needs to be a baseline level to stay at. There's, like, it it, it, webs and fl- it ebbs and flows way too way too high and low for, for what this team needs on a night-to-night. And that's why, to me, we're 500. Like, we're winning and losing almost every other game. And that's kind of what you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nets. You know, by the same token, like you said about AD, kind of going in and out and trying to figure out how to hit that that sweet spot for them to, to do what they can do best. I mean, that's what they've been doing as a team all year. They get into these games. And I think we talked about it before. Like, three or four of these games, if they could have just went out with the proper energy. We're talking about a whole new season as far as, like, how we perceive them the conversation around them, the different things they can do as far as having, like, cushion when you get the wins you're supposed to get, like being able to rest AD when you see you're not right or rest LeBron. Yeah. But when you play with your food, man, you, you know, it's, it's like everything else you do in life. You can't afford yourself, like, the luxuries you probably need to get down the road and do the things you want to do to be successful and try to win a championship. Yep, I agree. And hopefully, you know, we – we keep moving up. Like I felt like we were on a good, good process run here, and this was a weird week, a weird couple of days as well with all the COVID protocols and stuff. So hopefully, like you know, Sunday's a chance. I think Chicago has a bunch of people out too, so there's a chance to win that one. It just, it was, it sucks that they didn't build on it because I feel like we had a chance tonight to get to get a win, and it just didn't happen. Uh, but while I appreciate you, I'm gonna try to get through a, a few more people here before I call <laughs> I call this one tonight. <laughs> I appreciate you, bro. Have a good night, man. Stay safe and go Lakers. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Yeah. Uh, Petty, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, brother. How you doing, man? Good. How are you, bro? I'm good. I mean, relatively, you know. <laughs> uh, in, in regards to being a Lakers fan, I'm a little frustrated. But, I mean, outside of that, I'm doing all right. That's good. That's what's important. Tell me what you see from tonight. All right. One, I saw Carl Anthony Towns doing some front running, like you mentioned. Like, I I was baffled um, that a team that had just lost, like you said, like five games in a row, there was a guy out there just acting like this was like the, you know, the NBA finals. Like, that that was really frustrating to me. And, like, kind of along the same lines, what you're saying is, like, Anthony Davis is just he 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 doesn't get up for for Carl Anthony Towns. I don't know why what it is, but it's just like Carl Anthony Towns was like going to his chest, doing hook shots like over him. You know, and it was a little bit frustrating to watch. And I don't want to make it too much about him because he's you know I like you said he has a big load. And tonight, you know, if the first thing you're thinking about what's him rolling his ankle on 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 a body that's on the ground, and then. Follow that up by someone flopping onto his knee and you're trying to call him soft. I, I just can't respect it, you know. But he – I don't know why it is that he – and it feels like the theme of this team is, like, not being able to get up for, for like, on a night-to-night 82-game 80, season. Like, it feels like everybody on this team has nothing to, pr- to prove except for, like, Austin Reeves. And every time he steps on the court, it's like – an injection of energy to this team because it feels like a bunch of people who are just like going through the motions yeah man absolutely it's it's annoying to watch right after you know a few years of you did get this like every night tonight 
playing hard. And I don't expect LeBron to do that. I think that's where I give him a lot of leeway. But, you know, the whole point of bringing in Russell Westbrook was so that his energy can be contagious. It was supposed to rub off on Anthony Davis. That's just not how the season has really worked out. And there's still time for that. It's just that's not how I've seen it gone. That's not the way it's played out. And maybe it'll play out that way as we go here. But, yeah, it's been frustrating to lose these games. Like, we have two losses to OKC. Very kind of similar manner, right? Exactly. Like very similar manner to where we come out just disengaged, lack of uh, lack of engagement. And the other team realizes we can get a win. OKC, Shea, all realize. Like I think one of them was without Shea. I don't remember. Uh, but but yeah, they they look like they they can get a win. And Memphis as well, right? Same kind of issue. Uh, Memphis is a good team though. Even without John Moran, they're a good team. Uh, but that should that should be a game you win when all three of your stars are healthy and when you're playing 500 basketball for a lot of the season. But but yeah, hopefully it picks up here. There's still good things. Like I'm happy Ellington's starting. Like mm-hmm. I've been I've been painting for that and, and Ellington's finally starting. He didn't shoot well tonight. But I think it just fits the identity of this team that that we need to get to. So hopefully it's a positive. Game. I mean no, absolutely. And I, honestly, like I wanna ask you, like, what is the identity of this team? Because like that's the like you know, that's the kind of thing that I'm kind of struggling with. Like for me, I felt like the first year, of course. They had a very – defense was their identity. Even the second year, I felt like they had – they kept that same identity. There were some pieces that, that didn't really fit with it that well. But – and there were, you know, some some ups and downs with, like, injury. But, like, this year, like, I'm really trying to figure out, like, what's the tone? What's the, the focus? It doesn't seem like they do anything good enough, you know, at all. I really, like, I'm trying to understand what do you think, like, the like the heartbeat of this team is. I can't figure it out myself. Well, I mean, to be fair, I think they were, like, seventh in defense for the last, mm-hmm. like, ten games or something. LeBron has started to pick it up. Like, I think the identity of this team is to run, to get stops, create turnovers. They're not really, like, a defensive team where they, you know, lock you down. They're, like, a create turnovers, create chaos type of team. Mm-hmm. And then they run out. And and that third quarter, man, we saw some of it. Like, I was so excited in that third. Not just because we went on a run against Minnesota, but I saw, like, a glimpse into, like, oh, this is what we'll be. You know, like I saw Bazemore running down and I thought of like Trevor Reza in that role and LeBron and AD running on the break. And you saw Russ, Russ and Braun are starting to get some chemistry in transition. Mm-hmm. Like they'll start to understand where, where they like where they like the basketball. You saw AD get a lob dunk in the third quarter as well. Um, it's just like, to me, that's the identity is space, mm-hmm. space out. You have LeBron and AD as your back line engaged. There was a play tonight where it was like Carl Anthony Towns, uh, I believe, had AD on him. They ran a ball screen, and then it was like LeBron on him, right? So it was like no no advantage created, and that's, to me, where this team will live. And hopefully when Ariza gets back, he can fit into, into that. We'll see if Wayne Ellington continues to start. I think they might even look at THT in there. But like to me, like that's the identity, and you have one, you have a couple of shooters out there. Hopefully Trevor Ariza can continue to shoot You know the 39% that he was shooting, 40% he was shooting in Houston. Hopefully he's still doing that uh doing that now but that, to me that's the identity of this mm-hmm. team man we're, we're we run and gun get stops and Vogel's starting to imprint like I think it's hilarious that like we've started to defend really well and the team was like here's Isaiah Thomas you know like I think that's <laughs> I think that's absolutely hilarious like we've started he started to really imprint he started really putting imprint on the defense he wants to play we've started to really lock down Russell Westbrook's getting a, getting good at you know chasing over screens giving back pressure giving what Vogel wants and then he just threw Isaiah Thomas into the mix. Uh, I don't think Isaiah Thomas is going to be here long again. Nothing against him. I hope he's, you know, has a. I hope he finds a way in the league. 
I don't think it'll be for this team, but I hope he finds a way. But yeah, I think I think that's the identity, man. We're starting to figure it out defensively, and it would suck if AD comes out because I felt like we were building something, even though tonight wasn't a great, you know, picture of that. Like if we can get our team healthy, we were out five rotation guys tonight. Minnesota didn't have Anthony Edwards as well, but I think we were building something, and tonight hopefully doesn't doesn't stop that momentum uh, fully. Absolutely, it's funny. It's like all this doom and gloom. I think you know because. This team has expectations, obviously, with the bringing in, like, you know, such a polarizing player and, and you know, with the mm-hmm. controversy with, you know, just how, how people the, how people view Anthony Davis. And, of course, like, anywhere LeBron goes, it's, like, a whole, you know, ordeal by itself. But, like, I don't know. I feel like th- this team, it, they don't – they don't they act like they've won something already or, like, that they – like, they're just kind of, like, trying to get to the playoffs, you know? And it's, like, you can't – I don't know. That's how I feel. Like, I, I feel like you're, you're right. Like the last, I think as soon as we start to get like, you know, um, you know, some momentum, things start to, you know, something happens, like someone gets out. And, but at the end of the day, we're still like a 500 team. It's not like we're like, you know, four and 20 or something like that. And we're still in the playoff picture. So it's gotta, you gotta keep perspective, I guess. Yeah, for sure. It's not, you know, season not over. Uh, there's still some good process uh stop time seating and hopefully that continues uh petty my guy i appreciate, appreciate you coming it man. Up, man i'm trying to get into some get some other people up here was a, yeah my guy all right let's see uh j-rod is connecting oh there's a lot of people requested all right let's see All right. Uh, Joe, are you there? I think it says you're up here. Yeah, yeah, I'm here, Raj. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you, Joe? Good. How are you doing tonight? Good, man. Good. Um, just got a quick question. You know, how is how is the chemistry between LeBron and AD this year as far as on the court? I know they do. I know they do a lot of the post game interviews and stuff like that. But it just seems like something's just off with them. You know, I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm over. Maybe I'm just because this team has so many different types of things that happen that I'm just maybe overanalyzing, but I just wanted to get your view of it. Um, what did you see? And then also, how did that Rondo-Russ pairing look this time? I know that the game was disjointed, but did it look halfway decent or just whatever we're just trying to get through this game? I guess I'll start with Rondo. I hated the Rondo lineups tonight, and I think Rondo has a very clear – every night Rondo has a very clear, like, if he has it or doesn't have it. You know, it's like it's it pops off the screen. I thought the Patrick Beverly thing would wake him up a little bit, but it didn't. Um, he just – it's a lot of, uh, like, activity, and it's not really productive. Um, he runs up the court. I, again, playoff Rondo is a, is a different animal. We kind of saw that. But that's not what, we're, what we got tonight, and I don't like him next to Westbrook either. I thought that pairing is just – it just kills your spacing. And Vogel didn't really have, a, like, a choice. I can't get mad at him. I would have liked to see Rondo and LeBron kind of uh, have their minutes fluctuate a little differently. And if you're going to play Isaiah Thomas to me, like, you don't need Rondo on the floor. Like, to me, that's – like, again, we had some Rondo-Westbrook-Isaiah Thomas lineups, which is just very confusing to me. Uh, but, yeah, like, I, I didn't really like those lineups. They haven't worked all year. Rondo with another ball handler, unless it's LeBron because he's LeBron, but another ball handler just doesn't work. 
Russ, THT, any of those guys you put next to Rondo, uh, it doesn't make sense. LeBron and AD chemistry, man, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think they've had the reps. I don't think they haven't had very many games where both of them are super engaged. Um, I think the Boston game was one of them uh, where, where both of them were kind of on, especially that second half. Uh, but both of them have kind of come in and out of games. LeBron's really picked it up the last 10 games. Uh, 80s played well in those times. But, again, they're trying to fit Russ around it as well. You're not seeing as many LeBron AD with, like, three spacers. So you don't see a lot of LeBron AD screen actions. It's still a lot of just LeBron post-ups or AD post-ups. They're doing a lot of separate actions instead of actions that they run together that, that they used to. And I think that, again, is a lot of trying to fit Russ into it. I think they're fine, though. I think those two know how to play with each other. That's, like, my least of the worries about this team. And my worries about this team aren't even, like, playoff level. It's just night-to-night effort, night-to-night game, night-to-night habit building. Because I feel like when it matters, they're good enough to turn it up. It's just it's annoying to watch it on a night-to-night basis of them building bad habits. But, yeah, I think AD and, and Braun chemistry is fine. I don't think that's something I worry about, uh, at least at least for now. Cool, cool. And also, do you think um... – do you think they will make a, a like a move for Jeremy Grant or somebody like that, or do you think they, with with things being just so inconsistent, they might just ride this thing out and see how far they can go? Maybe if they can, you know, catch a break and get healthy and get some continuity. Man, I like to me. I, I mean, I'm sure they'll keep their options open. I just think that's so far. Like THC can't even be traded till I think January 15th or something like that. So that's still a couple weeks away. I think they want to see what this team looks like healthy, and I would too. Um, and Jeremy Grant, if you can get Jeremy Grant, I think that that's great. I, to me, like to me, I look at it from the other side. Like, why would Detroit kind of do that? I feel like if they open up things for Jeremy Grant, they're going to get a, a lot of players, a lot of people offering. So, I want to see this team healthy first, man. I want to see what it looks like. I don't think we've really seen it yet. I think if you can get a great player like that, that's fine. Even the Miles Turner, you know, talks and all that stuff. I just don't think THC brings you that back. Uh, that's why I don't really entertain those as much, but who knows? Maybe they, they, they love him, but yeah, I, I think they make some kind of move they, they've never stayed, you know, they've never stayed pat every single, uh, trade deadline. They've done something, uh, whether it's bringing Andre Drummond or, or whoever. So I, I think they'll definitely do something, but I don't expect a big trade. I don't expect like a 2018 Cavs type of, uh, type of retool of the roster, you know, like, I think we're going to kind of keep with this team. Okay. All right. Appreciate it, Rob. Have a good one, bro. You too, Joe. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm a I'm a call tonight here. Uh, I appreciate everyone for coming out tonight on a Friday night. This was a tough one, I know, uh, but hopefully, hopefully, I I didn't I didn't kill the spirits too much uh, and try to try to bring some positivity to it. Uh, again, uh, thank you for tuning in to the State of the Lakers post game. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday night. Uh, I think Jason will be back on that one as well, where we play the Chicago Bulls. Um, yeah, happy holidays. Uh, thanks for everyone listening. Uh, stay safe. And uh, I'll see you guys next time.